three, two, one. Here we go. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Man School Musings podcast. I got CB, What's Chad up? Barlow. Whoa, I'm across not the jet anymore, or what? Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix everyone up and <laughs> confuse everyone. Right. I got CB, the Jet Chad Barlow. CB Radio. They called me in high school because I guess that's radio. what truckers use as a CB radio. <laughs> you guess, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. <clears throat> Uh, he he's my co-host, friend, and fellow warrior in Christ, Chad Barlow. Love that guy. Uh, also, my host, uh, I'm your host, uh, Aaron Santini, pastor of the Crossing Church here in Fort Collins, Colorado. A Ron. A Ron. Here we go. And again, our 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 desire and vision for this podcast is to is to transform every man at the Crossing Church and beyond into the men we are designed, called, and gifted to be as we follow Jesus for His glory and our joy. Amen. Boom. Sounds great. We want to add that tagline on. We all, everything we want to do, whether in word or deed, we want to do for the glory of God. And when we work and our lives are focused on living for the glory of God, what we get back is joy. Amen. We get back is joy. Much, in much Christ's joy. In fullness of joy. Yeah. And pleasures forever. And so, again, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Man School Musings podcast. couple things. couple things to kick off. Uh, questions. You know, we've been doing this podcast now for a number of weeks, and uh, some guys have been emailing some questions in, and we just want to put that out there. You've, you've mentioned that a couple times, and we're going to do it up front. If you got questions on certain topics that you want us to talk about or certain situations, feel free to email us. In fact, we, we'd love for you to email us. You can e uh, email me at Aaron at thecrossingfc.org or Chad at thecrossingfc.org. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear questions for you. And then also, uh, we want to be learners here at the podcast. We're just kind of starting this thing and we said this is going to be something that's organic and so we've been getting a couple comments about we should probably have some music to kick us off oh and i'm a simple guy i'm kind of a caveman guy it's like keep it simple stupid right that's my <laughs> model but i also understand that you know music draws people in and uh could make this podcast more excellent so maybe even say like yeah you guys email us and say like yeah you need an intro you need an intro. You need some music. So mm -hmm. we'd be up for that. We want yeah. to make this the best possible thing. Again, we want to do this to the glory of God. <clears throat> and if you and if you guys think that uh, the majority of you think we need some intro music, man, let's get some intro music. All right. I'm all it. for that. So uh, hopefully that might be coming coming down the pike. All right. But today, today we're going to talk about uh, discipleship. We're going to get back into a uh, topic about discipleship, leadership, mentorship. And in particular, we want to answer this question. Uh, who or what should I look for when pursuing a man to pour into or to disciple? What would be a characteristic or characteristics that I might look for in a, in a young man or an older man uh, to start a discipleship journey with, to lock arms with and to sharpen one another and say, hey, let's get together. Let's start meeting. What, what are some things that we might want to look for in an individual uh, for this discipleship relationship? I think most guys that are Christians understand the great commandment to love God to love neighbor, but then also the Great Commission to go and make disciples. And I think the majority of guys want to make disciples, and sometimes they're like, Why, where do I begin? Where, where do I begin? Who do I look, who do I look to? Mm -hmm. What characteristics? And so hopefully this question uh, that we're going to answer today is helpful, that we're going to go over in the Man School Musings podcast. And so uh, I want to share an acronym that I've been using for about the last 20 years, answering this exact question. What characteristics do I look for in a young man or other men uh, that I want to pour my time uh, into them uh, in a discipleship relationship or leadership relationship or mentorship. What Choose whatever word you want. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, who do I look to? What are some characteristics that I look to? And I, this is not unique to me. This is something I've uh, 
I first heard it, we kind of codified in, in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Colorado some, you know, 20 years ago when I came up here. And so uh, this has really helped me out. And so I just want to pass it on. Yeah. And it might help you out. It's been really helpful to me. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, and again, this is, to make disciples, you got to have a plan. So this is part of a plan. You know, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit uh, in Mark, an intro to discipleship, that, that one of the first things that Jesus did before he picked his 12 disciples is he prayed. Mm-hmm. And so we might go over this because I have a, a kind of a little formula that I that I also that this is a part of that I want to I want to pray I want to pick and then I want to pursue with a, a plan or a purpose those I disciple. Heck yeah! So that's helpful. Pray, pick, yeah, same pursue. Again. Pray, pick, pursue. Yep. And this is part of the the pick part and, yep. and what oh, I'm looking for yeah, to yeah. picking someone yeah. after I pray. Okay. Yeah. And so the acronym is Fat C. I'm looking for guys who are fat C's, guys who are faithful, available, teachable, and committed. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and, and the older I get, I'm even getting even more narrow because I'm on the, I, uh, when we look at the age expectancy, I'm on the backside, <laughs> right? I'm on the downhill hey, slope. I summoned humble. it a number of He's years humble, ago. folks. Right? He's calling himself old. <laughs> I'm calling myself old. <laughs> And so I want to really be specific with my time and who I spend it with, because I know I only got a few number of days left. And so I'm looking for uh, uh, men, uh, men have leadership uh, capacity, men who want to be church planners, uh, men who want to be pastors, men who want to be good husbands, fathers. And this is, this is the formula that I look to mm-hmm. that I'm going to give myself to men who are fat C's. So I just thought of a sports illustration, because you and I are former athletes. It's like before you implement like team strategy and offense and defense you got to pick your team first like who are you going to teach this stuff to that's right yep and in particular um you can even i I love that analogy because you can take it either a high school analogy or college we're we're praying more in college because a high school coach you just get who you get whoever shows up (laughs) that's what you're working with but as a college you as the coach get to pick your athletes that you want to come and invest in yeah because you see some potential in them yeah so boom i like that chad thanks man that's good stuff and again, I've discipled and trained a ton of men over my years in ministry. And again, this 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 grid has just really helped me out. This fat sea grid and, and guys I'm looking for. And again, this is obviously this isn't thus says the Lord. There's nowhere in scripture it says this is how you choose uh, someone to pour into. Yeah. How to make disciples. It's not thus says the Lord. But but what I see in in Jesus and even how he picked his disciples, I see these characteristics in Jesus and in his disciples. So like, was Jesus faithful? Absolutely. Yes. You know, John six thirty nine. for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 17, 4, I have glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Jesus was faithful with the work that God, the Father, has given him to do. And then we see the disciples. They were faithful. They followed Jesus for three years straight, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And what he gave them when he commanded them to go out and take, you know, go two by two, he, they did that. What they were faithful. Uh, was Jesus available? Absolutely, he was available. Mm-hmm. I mean, he stepped down from heaven to become man and to walk the perfect life in our place, to die on the cross for our sin, and to raise himself from the dead. Yes, he was available. Um, he didn't say, like, yo, I'm busy running the world and interceding for everyone. I ain't got time to go down to earth mm-hmm. and be everyone's savior, right? Yeah. No, he was available. You see, the disciples were available. You think of Peter and Andrew. They had a great fishing business. They left the family fishing business to follow Jesus. Matthew, who was a tax gatherer, non-believer at that time, making good money, left everything. He was available to follow Jesus. So absolutely, you see that they're available. Was Jesus teachable? 
This one is, is probably one of the most mind-blowing truths of the whole Bible, that Jesus, as a human, he had to learn how to crawl. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to run. He had to learn his ABCs, you know, how to talk. He had to learn from his dad how to make a chair because his dad was a carpenter, you know. It's like crazy. So yeah. Jesus had to be teachable. He had to be a learner. And, of course, the disciples as well. And was he committed? Obviously, the answer is absolutely yeah, committed. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely to the point of giving himself up to die, to die on, on a cross. cross. And not only die on the cross, but die on the cross for his enemies, for sinners. Mm-hmm. Those wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. And we see that disciples fall in the same suit. They give up their lives as well. Mm-hmm. So we see this principles of fat seas, that Jesus was faithful, available, teachable, and committed. So I see it in Jesus. I see it in his disciples. I've seen it in men. And so um, this is one of the reasons why I, I think this grid is so good. There's a couple other reasons why I think this grid um, is, is helpful. One, because it, it teaches us that time is valuable, and we only have so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. We all got the same amount of hours in the day. We all got 24 hours. And so how are we best going to utilize that? How are we going to maximize how am I going to maximize my time when I, when I want to pour into an individual? And how am I going to maximize their time? I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. So this is what this happens. And as a Christian, we understand that there's a real live enemy out there that's looking to steal, kill, and destroy, mm-hmm. as Peter said. We know him as devil, the devil, Satan, and all of his little minions. He never stops. He's constantly out there trying to get his message out. Mm-hmm. So we understand that. So as Paul said in Ephesians 5, we want to make the best use of our time or make the most of our opportunity because we understand the days of evil. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is going to help us choose individuals that are going to help us maximize our time as we make disciples and leadership. And, again, just over the years as I've gotten older, I've learned and understand more and more how important time is, how valuable time is. It really is, the, in my opinion, the most valuable asset or commodity that we have yeah. is time and how we spend it. Um, and how we are purposeful with it. And I would say that uh, a true mark of a mature biblical man is that they understand and they are wise with their time. This marks a man who is mature in the faith as opposed to a child in the faith, right? We talked about this in 1 Corinthians 16. Uh, A true mature biblical man redeems the time Mm -hmm. where a child wastes time. Yeah. I think of, I can't remember, maybe Psalm... It's 90 or 91. Teach us to number our days that we yep. may gain a heart of wisdom. Bingo. Yeah. Which is, it's a good it's a, prayer. Yeah. Lord, help me use my time well. Use my time use wisely. It, yeah. Absolutely. And another reason, um, another reason is we already stated, but bears repeating is that you have to have a plan to make a disciple. And this is just going to help you with that plan. If you don't have a plan with a specific, with specific guardrails in place to keep you on track, then you're going to go nowhere in a hurry. Or you're going you're gonna to crash in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And so this is just going to help us. So let me just break down quickly as we go through what it means to be a, set, a fat C. And here's the other thing real quick. Yeah. This is very important. I use this with a Christian or a non-Christian. Mm. I use this grid with someone that's already in the church that already knows Jesus. I want to pour my life in. They want to grow in the glory and grace of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But I also use this as a, a, with a non-Christian. Yeah. You know? I'm looking for guys that the, that low hanging fruit that be like, hey man, Aaron, come tell me something about Jesus. Yeah, totally. Let's meet. Let's meet. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, this is the grit I, that I. Nobody gonna likes pulling teeth, man. Whether it's with Christians or non Christians, <laughs> it's so annoying to pull someone's teeth. Like, man, I'm not gonna force you to love Jesus, whether you're a Christian or a non Christian. Right, right. I'll have conversations with you, bold conversations if you're a non Christian, but I ain't pulling no teeth. That's man. it. Yeah, I love it, man. I might have to use that here in one of these. Uh, well, I say that because well, let me let me share just a quick personal yeah, story. Yeah. One, one of my struggles, and this you know, this is being Chad being honest, open book. I, I still 
have a heart for college students, but yeah. when I was a college pastor at the other church, it was a lot of students involved with the parachurch ministry. I won't name names because I yep. love the parachurch ministry. Yep. But um, there was this culture of like, you have to be being discipled all the time. You're like, not cool if you're not being discipled. So I had a lot of young men come to me. And before I had this paradigm of yep. fat C's, hey, Chad, please disciple me. Yep. Sure, man. Yeah, let's meet up. Night before we're supposed to meet up. Hey, man, I'm it's, I'm going to stay up late. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get every, <laughs> right. all my homework done. So I can't meet with you tomorrow. Bingo. The morning of, I get, I got canceled on so many times the morning of, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, like, my heart, I could feel my heart getting a little harder because it's like, you guys, like, you asked me to disciple you. Right. Because but you're not because, available. Yeah, you're not, I mean, barely a fat C in any way, yeah. you know? Like, you weren't available. You weren't committed. You were just like, well, I guess I'm supposed to do this. And it was like, man, if I would have had this paradigm of like, hey, how about we meet for three weeks and I, and yep. I kind of see if you're a fat C, yep. then we'll keep going. If not, then I'll give you three weeks and I'll find out you're not a fat C and be like, Hey bro, God bless you. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. Yep. You don't really want me to disciple right. you. I, you don't want to waste his time. You don't want to waste my time. Exactly. Yeah. This is why this is so, is so important. And it's a, it's just a tool. Again, it's not this says the Lord, but it helps you out. And yeah. it's really helped me out in the last 20 plus years. Yeah. So first F F faithful, someone who's faithful. You want to find someone who's devoted dependable, voracious, oh, right? Yeah. And not perfect. We're not saying that you got to be perfect. We, we all don't have our flaws, but there's some fruit, even if it's a shriveled up little raisin, you know, there's some fruit there mm-hmm. yeah. that a guy is faithful. I want, and just like you explained, you want, you want to know that a guy's going to show up. Yeah. You want to know that a guy's going to show up no matter what the cost. Now, obviously, there's some things that might happen where, yeah, he's going to miss a time and that's okay. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about a consistency of being faithful. And, you know, when we, when we think about choosing men to pour our lives in, we are, we, a lot of times we're looking for those ultra-gifted dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we kind of break down, well, what does it mean to be gifted? Oh, they're charismatic, or they can speak real well, or they're just smart as all get out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're servants. They love people well. All those are great aspects, and we should be looking for those. But very rarely do we think of someone who's faithful. Very rarely is faithfulness up at the top of that list of someone that we want to pour our lives yeah. into until they start missing meetings. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, what happened, What rises to the, to, the, to the top? Dude, are you going to show up? Yeah. Are you going to be faithful? Yeah, frustration. So, so let me ask you. Yeah. Faithful can be a big word. It can be a kind of an umbrella word. Mm-hmm. So do you mean like faithful kind of in everything? First, faithful to, to the Lord, faithful to the sure. church, faithful to your family if you have one, faithful to your wife, faithful to your friendships. Like it's kind of, it kind of means a little bit of all of that, like just faithful in general? Correct. Okay. Yeah, just a faithful person in every aspect of their life. Okay. Again, they could be faithful to the Lord. They could be a non-believer, but are they faithful in what? To their job. To their, their job. Wife. Okay, yeah. yeah. So is there is there a, a category or characteristic of faithfulness in their lives that, that kind of spanned where they live, work, and play? Okay. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we, we, where that, that, that attribute of faithfulness rises to the top when all of a sudden the guy misses two out of five meetings <laughs> or a guy that, you know, consistently says, oh, dude, I guess I don't have time. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make it. I love what one, I learned this from another pastor several years ago Now I was listening to him talk on faithfulness. He says this, faithfulness is tragically underrated. And bummer. I was like, amen. Yeah. I was like, amen. I mean, bummer, yes, but yeah. amen, because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a massive one. And I, again, I've learned the hard way over the years where I've been frustrated mm-hmm. with, with individuals uh, because I've wasted my time and, and they've wasted their time. And no one uh, wants to chase dudes down. Like you just said, no one wants to chase dudes down. Pull teeth, man. Um, yeah. And so um, we want to we want to work with guys that are, that can be counted on. 
Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend, as I said, my guy, my time chasing guys down. I want to run with guys who are faithful. I want to run with guys whose yes is yes and no is no, mm-hmm. right? Who lives up to their word. I want to, I want to run with guys who show up when they are supposed to. <laughs> you know, I want, I want to, I want to uh, run with guys who read what they're supposed to read, who do what they agree to, what they agree to do. I, I want to run guys that want to finish the race. They're going to show up and be there. I want guys, the trajectory of their life is what Jesus will say in Matthew 25, 23, is well done, good and faithful servant. That's the trajectory. Those are the guys that we're looking for. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. Oh, man, that's such a good verse. Yeah, so so that's what we look for. That's the first thing is F. We want to find guys that are devoted, that are dependable, that are faithful. And that leads us to the second one, available. And they kind of go hand in hand, faithful and available. They both deal with time. A guy who's available, a guy is open to, or I like, I like how, how one dictionary puts it, puts it this way. It's a guy who's ready, willing, and able. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Ready, willing, and able. Yep, th- those are the guys that want. And that kind of, this availability also speaks to, to passion and desire. But this, this, this availability answers this question. Do they have time in their life to meet, hang, and sharpen myself or one another or others? Or are they too busy for that? Here it is. Is, this, is, is there availability? Uh, uh, is Jesus a repeated mainstay in their lives and on their schedules? Or is Jesus just an afterthought? Mm-hmm. Or you can think about it this way. Is, as I want men who are ready, willing, and able to sacrifice their comfort, their personal schedule agenda, who want to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus so they can be more effective for the kingdom of God, yeah. right? Yeah. I want a guy who's available who actually adds availability in to meeting. If I call him at the last minute, hey, do you want to go get a cup of coffee? Rather than the guy who the first thing to go on their schedule is our discipleship group, is our journey group, is life group. Mm -hmm. I I want the guy who is available, who's ready, willing, and able. Uh, Because I know they're going to show up on time. Because that discipleship takes a lot of time, man. Yeah. And it takes all kinds of time. It takes like formal times, like, you know, Sunday gatherings, a formal time, life groups, a formal time, a journey groups, a formal time, right? Those formal times where you have set times in your schedule, weekly, biweekly, whatever they may be, that you know those guys are going to show up. They're available to show up. And it's also informal, like a, like a spur of the moment, like, hey, let's, yeah. go get a, let's go get a beer. Let's go catch a game. Let's go you know? shooting. Let's go shooting. Let's go, <laughs> let's, you know, those, those times where it's just like off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are where the most, effective and fruitful times of discipleship happen mm-hmm. is in those non-formal times, totally. those informal times where bros are just hanging out being bros yeah. yep. and sharpening one another. Yeah, amen. Right? Um, so again, and we know how people schedule their time tells a lot about a person on what's important and what's not important. Mm-hmm. Like we said, the, the problem isn't time. We all have 24 hours. The, the problem comes on <clears throat> how we prioritize that time. Yes. That's, that, that, that's where it becomes... Uh, uh, an issue with some people. It's how they prioritize their time. What are they committed to? And again, how someone spends their time is really a great indicator of where their heart is with the Lord. Are they so busy that they cannot engage with the very thing they're commanded to do by the Lord <laughs> to go and make disciples? Because yeah. Yeah. listen, if, you, if you're trying to go after a guy who's not faithful in following the Lord, he sure as heck ain't going to be faithful in, in meeting with you, yeah. meeting with me, Yeah. right? I mean, that's just a... That's yeah. just a Truism there. Yeah. So again, we're looking for guys <clears throat> who are chomping at the bit to get together to sharpen one another. Yeah. We're looking for guys, as Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. 
And so we do this grid as fat seeds. When you find someone that's faithful and available, they're probably going to be satisfied in growing in knowledge and grace of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like it's a level deeper because we might, there might <coughs> you've, you've said it, I'm just kind of saying it again, piggybacking. A guy might be faithful in, in the areas of his life it, to, to wife, to work, to little league baseball, yep. you know, little league track, whatever. Right. I'm not hating on baseball, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but have no availability for right. discipleship and for the Lord. Right. And, and like, Hey, we need someone to help mow the lawn. You available yep. to, to mow? No, sorry, dude. I got too much going on. Yep. It's like, yep. you need to be available. You need to be about, you know, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, yeah. not only, but available. To yeah. It. And part of that discipleship process too, is like you're hitting on, like, this isn't just something else you add to your schedule. This is something that you begin with your schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, when I set my schedule at the beginning of the week or, or I look down, Lord willing, it's like, how am I loving God and how am I making disciples? Yeah. That's like one of some of the first couple questions that go into my mind. And then I massage my schedule and my family's schedule around that. I mean, we had five kids in seven years, so we've had perpetual motion. And we've had to juggle all those things that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things are good things. Yeah, totally. But they never superseded what is the most the important best thing. thing. Yeah. The best thing. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a great point. So faithful, available, and then T is teachable, learners learners teachable because teachable men are humble men right and we want to be around humble men mm-hmm. no one wants to be around the know-it-all no no the guy that's always chirping that has an answer for everything right that's in your ear hole that's constantly talking 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 mm-hmm. it's an expert in everything because we know that they don't know everything and we know that because as i look back sometimes when i see those guys or I hear those guys i just i have a little smirk or i start laughing because i i, I I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. Most young guys are that guy. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, you just get a little bit, you get marinated in life, you get a little bit more, you know, rounds in life, and you understand, mm-hmm. like, holy crap, I don't know, I don't know a lot as yeah. much as I think yeah. I need to know. A few more laps in the school of hard knocks, <laughs> and you're like, man, I really do have a lot to learn Exactly still. right. Yeah. Exactly right. And again, this goes back to, this is one of the greatest characteristics of Jesus. He was a learner in his humanity, which mm-hmm. is, again, mind-boggling. Yeah. The one who created us learned from his daddy, Joseph, mm-hmm. from his brothers, James and Jude, on how to throw a ball, you know, how to make a table, how to respect your mother. I mean, it's just an incredible, an incredible thought. And so if Jesus had to even be taught in the faith and trained up by his dad, like any son in his humanity, how much more do we need to be teachable? Yeah, right. And so this, this idea of teachable is, again, just a huge principle. As we already said, no one likes to be around the know-it-all. And, and a part of that, that person that knows it all, it's, it's, it's his pride kicking in, it's his, it's his arrogance, it's his ego, but it's also his insecurity, mm-hmm. right? That's where they find their identity. Yeah. And so uh, this is where humility is such a big piece of being teachable. Yeah. Is we, wanna, we, need, we want to and need to be humble and look for guys yeah. in that area. And one of the ways we... Um I've experienced people who don't, who aren't teachable is when they, 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 they phrase something like, I have a question for you, but after a 10 minute conversation, what really they had an answer (laughs) for you and they phrase it as a question. Right. And you're like, I've actually just given you some pretty decent answers. And and especially like if they're biblical and you're just, you haven't heard any of it. You just want to raise your voice and tell me how I'm wrong. And it's like, you, you didn't have a question for me. And so you're not being very teachable right now. And I'm guilty of that too, but. Yeah, we, just, yep. they want to let just know how much they know, right? Yeah. And uh, so we're looking for guys that, uh, well, men that ask good questions and are sincere, 
Mm-hmm. They, they want to hear answers. Yeah. So men that ask good questions and then they're quiet and they're listening. And because um, we understand that when your mouth is moving, what's closed? Your ears. Your ears. Your ears are closed. Yeah. And we want to be good listeners. We want to be quick to hear and slow to speak, as yeah. James says. Yeah. Uh, we want to be men, again, that, that look at their lives and be like, man, I don't know it all. And I want to grow in my character. I want to grow in my content, my doctrine. I want to grow in my capacity. I want to learn wisdom on both a theological level and a practical level, Mm -hmm. you know, on a spiritual level, on a sacred level. And so we're looking for men that have a desire to learn, that are teachable. And usually with those, they're men who are humble. They're Mm -hmm. men who are humble. Humble guys who know that they don't know it all. Guys who want to soak up the knowledge and understanding, again, from men who have been marinated in life a little longer than they have. You know, a couple more battle scars, a couple more rounds of life, who have that epinosis that the Greek says. It's experiential knowledge. Oh, Just wow. not knowledge. It's a good word. But epinosis, experiential knowledge and wisdom. And so these are the guys that, that we're looking for. So we're looking for faithful guys. We're looking for available guys. We're looking for teachable guys. And finally, we're looking for guys that are C-committed, which is really just another way of saying faithful. But that's how important being faithful and being committed is, mm-hmm. is that we, we, we talk about it. We talk about it twice. So these are the characteristics that I look for in, in guys that I want to spend time with to disciple, to train, uh, leadership, development, et cetera. Because um, I don't want to waste their time and I don't want to waste my time because the days are evil. And so let me just cu- uh, finish with a couple other quick uh, bullet points that are, that are so important, that are so important. Uh, number one. Number one, if you're looking for, if you're looking for guys with these characteristics, then you must also exude these characteristics. Mm-hmm. You must also be a fat C, right? You must also be faithful, available, teachable, and committed yourself. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse, and this is one of my big pet peeves. There's nothing worse than that guy that says, "Hey, do as I say, not as I oh, do." Oh man, you just took the words out of my mouth. Did I was I, literally I, about to say. I that. mean, that's one of the most frustrating things it, that. I got really no time for those guys. Yeah. And I, I got to work on my heart. <laughs> got to work on my heart. You can be praying for me in that area. But again, those guys that have all the answers, but they don't do it. Yeah. They don't do it. Yeah. And so um, so if you're going to be a fat C, or if you're looking for fat Cs, if these are characteristics, then you must first also be a fat C. A fat C. Um, because, and here's the other thing. For me, when I got into ministry, this is one of the... This is, one of my fears was, is I'd get in the ministry, my kids, my family would see me teaching from the pulpit, and they'd say me, they would see me say these things from the pulpit, but I lived totally different at home. That was one of my greatest fears. Mm. And I, I was like, man, I never want to be that guy. Yeah, no. I want to be the guy, not perfectly, of course. I want to be a guy that, that proclaims truth, but also lives, lives it out. It, that, yeah. that, that my kids, when they're growing up, they're seeing daddy say and do, again, not perfectly, um, but they see a trajectory of my life. Um, and over the years, I've gotten a number of things from my kids, but I just got, I, I, put, I keep this, I just got this from Steven uh, maybe a year or two years ago or something like this. It's like so, a it's bookmark. Like a little, it's like a little bookmark. Yeah. And it says, Dear Dad, they're making us write a nice letter to someone in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way it's to just, start. It's just Dad, I got forced to write <laughs> right. you a nice I got, letter. <laughs> I got forced to write okay. someone a nice letter. Right. Zing so, for Steven. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, so I decided to write to you. I'm like, all right, that's cool. He says, you're my biggest role model in life, and I appreciate uh, it. You, uh, 
you know, I got to read his, your glasses. His, I gotta, yeah, I do. <laughs> he goes, you taught me to be a good man through Christ, sports, and pretty much everything else in my life. So thank you. I love you. I love Stephen. That's awesome. And it's like, man, again, I'm not the perfect dad. Um, and I've probably said some things and I've done things the opposite way. But again, the characteristic of my life, the reason why I think he writes that letter is because he, he sees me pursuing that desire yeah. to do as I say. Yeah. And then ultimately to do as Christ says and to walk in the grace and knowledge of Christ and his gospel and his goodness in grace and in truth. So that's number one. If you're looking for these characteristics, you must be pursuing these characteristics yourself as a discipler. Number two, no one's a perfect fat C. There's, there's no, no perfect fat C. So when, when I look at these characteristics, that there are times where I look for a guy who's a fa. You know? <laughs> he's a fa. He's faithful and available. Start, yeah. But teachable, committed, you know. Needs some discipleship there. Or he's an at, right? (laughs) He's available and teachable, but he ain't very faithful (laughs) and committed, right? Yeah. And so we understand this because we all have ways in which we need to grow. Yeah, totally. And so so there's times where I'll look for these principles and say, like, man, is there a way that this guy just needs to be taught in some of these areas? And you already mentioned it, that what I do with these guys and in most of my discipleship relationships is I start out, like, hey, we'll either take a month or two months. And we'll, we'll, we'll walk through together and we'll see if these characteristics, yeah. if, we're, if we're jiving, if these things are going, if we're connecting, if this is something. And at the end of the eight weeks, we'll reevaluate and be like, hey, do you still want to continue with this? Do you still, is this still fruitful? Is this something you want to spend your time on? And vice versa. Yeah. And that's just a great, a, another great little nugget there. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question, yeah. actually. You, you finished it, but just, yeah, how do you vet guys? Because like when, when, it, when you're watching a guy in church or whatever, and you select him like, hey, I, I would love to pour into you because I see that you're a fat C. But my question was going to be like, when someone comes to you and asks you, yeah. hey, you know, will you, can you disciple me? Can we meet up? Yeah. It's just like you, you, you give them a time period. Yeah. One, and, probably what I do with that situation, uh, one, I look at my capacity. I look at my schedule. Yeah. And, and do I have room? Yeah. And if I don't, I say like, hey, man, I don't have time right now, but let's, let's, let's connect, um, not maybe weekly, but here's my phone number. Let's text, you know, anytime you want to text or, or call prayer requests or you have a question, shoot me a text and we can do this informally. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll get with that guy <clears throat> a couple times a year, mm-hmm. you know, depending on my schedule. But if I have open up uh, an, uh, an opening, um, so to speak, um, yeah, say, so well, let's get together and let's have an initial meeting first and, mm-hmm. I, and we'll lay out the expectations. Yeah. Oh, there you we, go. We lay okay. out the expectations of, hey, this is what I kind of look for and, and spend my time. This is kind of what I kind of want to go over. Really, in that first meeting, too, is I asked that guy to share his story. Mm-hmm. And so this is also part of the discipleship process. It's like, um, you know, again, because I'm trying to really be focused right now with my time. So I really want to focus on leadership and, and, and guys uh, at that level, but guys in you know my life group, I want to run with on a consistent basis. But I want you know, does he fit the category that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not um, going to be a church planner or something along those lines right now or a pastor. Um, so I think like, but Chad Barlow would be really good for this guy. Okay, and so I yeah. listen to a story, kind of diagnose it, and then I try and say, hey, is there someone else in the body that might be good? Like. Is he, is he a part of a life group or something along those lines? You know, just ask some diagnostic questions. And then either A, I'll run with him, or B, I'll think of someone else that maybe lines up better with him. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on his background and his, uh, you know, characteristics or his job. 
you know, if he's a guy that's a mechanic, I'll think of like, who's a mechanic or, you know, a guy's a chiropractor in medicine, you know, or if a guy's in biology, I'll start thinking of guys in those fields that might be a, a better discipler for him because they're running in that stream already gotcha, of yeah. his, of his life. Yeah. So, so there's a, yeah, there's a number of, of ways, but the first thing is like, well, let's get together. Let's hear your story, kind of diagnose you and say like, man, would I be a, the best person to, to walk through life with this guy or to be someone else? Yeah. And so, and again, set out the expectations. Hey, let's meet for yeah. a week. Let's meet for eight weeks and see what the Lord does. And then we reevaluate. And if there's no connection, it's like, hey, it's, a, it's an easy break. It's an easy off ramp. Yeah. But if there is a connection, we're like, yeah, let's keep diving. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. So to so, put your toes to the fire, uh-oh. one more question. Yes, sir. So you think over these eight weeks or whatever, this dude has proved not to be a fat C. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, let's keep meeting, even though like I've bailed on you, I've flaked out on you like five, three times out of the eight weeks, right. and I haven't done any of the homework. We were supposed to read, you know, one chapter of John, and I didn't, right. and, or read the chapter of this yep. book. I mean, like, do you, are you just like blatantly truthful with this guy? Like, hey, man, you don't really seem like you're kind of wasting my time, bro. Or like, how does that conversation yeah. go? Yeah. Grace and truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think there's a way, like sometimes I might give a guy an extra month and some guys be like, hey, bro, I love you, man, but it's just not working out. Yeah. You know, just being open and honest with the guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, leave, and leave an open door. Yeah. You know, again, here's my number. You know, let, let's talk. Let's, you know, don't, don't shut them off directly. Yeah. You're like, dead to me. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead to me. You know, exactly right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. I mean, but there's sometimes where you got to have the hard conversation and be like, yeah. bro, this is just not working out because you're, you're not faithful. You're not available. You're not teachable. Yeah. You're not committed. And hopefully if you've had like some expectation talks yeah. in week one, that won't be out of left shocker. field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah, a shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I think that's another thing again. Um, again, uh, yeah, no one's a fat C, but I'll, but I'll always, I'll always take a guy. I'll always take a guy who is, is, is. Who's making? Who, who's who's trying to? Who's fighting the fight? Yeah. Who I who I see like man, he's trying to be faithful. He just needs a little bit more help and a little bit more wisdom, a little bit understanding. He needs some teachability here. Mm-hmm. And is he willing to listen? Yeah. And so I'm always I'm always looking to give a guy like that a little bit more rope, yeah. a little bit more grace, because yeah. guys did that with me. Yeah. Because yeah. guys did that with me, and so I think that's just where you know you're praying to the Lord, you're letting the Spirit guide and direct, and you're gonna see if there's a a connection between, uh, between you guys. Um, so yeah. And then find a couple other quick characteristics that are, I think are vitally, vitally important is, um, one in this process that patience and grace reign, patience and grace reign, uh, that we're patient with one another and we operate in grace because, you know, we can all get frustrated with one another. We can all disappoint one another. Absolutely. We can all we can all get angry with one another in this process, in one of these areas, these characteristics. Um, but really, Jesus alone is the only one that has the the right to get frustrated, right? To get angry with us because we fail in these areas so many times, and yet He's there every time to love us, to serve us, yeah. to pick us up, to never break us. And so, grace and peace. Let's keep the good news of the gospel in front of that's what that's what's foundational. And that's the first the first grid that, that helps me look through the second grid of a fat sea. Mm-hmm. That I always gotta be reminded of these two principles as I'm looking to develop uh, other men that have these characteristics. Yeah. Um, that are faithful, that are available, and that are committed. And so if you're if that's 
you know, if you're saying like, man, how do I get started? I want to disciple guys. How do I get started? This could be a grid in which you could use. First, you pray. That's number one. You pray. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you, then you have this grid to, to look around who's in your life, who's in your life that, that might be these characteristics you're starting to see in these characteristics and in, in these individuals around you. And then yeah, take them out for, for a cup of coffee or, and yeah. ask them, Hey, you want to start doing, doing life together? Yeah doing life together and that's why we put such a big emphasis on life groups at the crossing because i mean that's that's a place where god calls us and and can use our gifts and other people's gifts to disciple each other so you know even within life groups we have journey groups where you know you're the fat seas kind of rise to the surface because a journey group's like another extra optional meeting during the week like hey do you want to go deeper do you want to have a time like accountability and go deeper in the word and read a book together and Usually, naturally, the fat C's are going to be like, yeah, I'm down for that. And the not fat C's are going to be like, no, that's. Yeah. And that's another great way in which, you know, we like to see our journey groups, which are smaller discipleship groups, guys of two to three happen and really come from journey groups. That seems to be a natural flow because you're already doing life with a larger group and you're like, oh, I already connect with this guy. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing him on a weekly basis and I see him on Sunday gatherings and we're doing stuff together and we're connecting. And so it's like, hey, that's that's a that's a great way to say, like, hey, let's. I already like you. You already like me. We already got some common desires and passions. And so let's, let's run it in a smaller group. And you even see that with Jesus. He had the multitudes, right? The big groups that he had, he had the crowd. Then he had like the, the 70, but then he had the 12, but then even within the 12, he had the three. Yeah. And then even with the three, you can say he had the one, right? Peter, James, and John, and then Peter. Yeah. And so even with Jesus, you see this relational strata, so to speak. Yeah. And so that's what we're just trying to do here. And again, we want to, Make the most of our time for the days are evil. So maybe use this grid. Look for a fat C, someone who's faithful, available, teachable, and committed. Yeah. And start there. Amen. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Uh, No, just really thankful, man. You you and Smitty kind of taught me this, and it's been really, really helpful for me to to decide who to pour my life into. And and I would just say, you know, as as you know me, you know, better than maybe the average listener. Like I'm prone to like pendulum swing. And I would say because I was burned a little bit in, in college ministry, um, I was like, I'm not like, you know, a little pride, honestly, Yeah. just airing it out of, I'm not, you know, touching anyone who's not a, like a pretty good fat seat. And so the, the word for me and maybe for others is, is to be gracious and patient, like you said, because maybe the Lord will use us to help someone become a better fat seat, which is discipleship, right? Exactly right. So just a word of encouragement for the listener is, you know, don't, don't be so far like, well, you've showed none, not to my standards. So I'm, you're dead to me, deader than your (laughs) dead mother. That's right. Look for yeah. those FAs and those ATs, those ATs. Yeah. I would say FC, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> All right. So good. Right, yeah. Thanks. Hey, again, thanks for, for listening. Hopefully this is helpful in your journey to becoming more like Christ and following Him for His glory and for your joy. And again, Psalm 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Tender and tenacious. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.